Hello and welcome to World Shot, the podcast where we build worlds based off the roles of 20 Sided Die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. And uh, as always, we're not actually building worlds based on the role of 20 Sided Die. <laughs> we are doing the recommendation part three, the show where we recommend... They, I was about to say recommend day stuff, but recommend stuff to each other, and then we review it on the next episode. <laughs> Show where we recommend day stuff. <laughs> yeah, we recommend <laughs> day stuff to each other. I like doing this because I get to have new media in my life. Yeah, and right. You last time what was crumbs, and the time before it was Hellboy. Yes, yes. So far, the two what things it, wh- of mine that you've gone for are crumbs and Hellboy. Yeah, and what did you do of mine, Cody? Uh, I did uh that one that was like crumbs and also about a cook. That's name escapes yeah. me. Seconds, at least you seconds. It and then what was the other one I did? I don't remember. It's an anime that I always tell you to do. Oh, it was uh, FLCL, right? Yeah, yeah, right. The newer season of FLCL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah, I'm glad that you liked. At the very least, like both. I'm nervous about these because they're all things I really like, but I don't know if it's like necessarily Cody stuff. With I picked a comic for one of mine, and of course I did had to choose one that's already been completed because that's the only reason you didn't read Saga, which makes me sad. Well, it's not the only reason, but it is a. Oh, oh, it is oh a what's the other reason, reason Cody? What was the other reason? Because uh, you're a oh, jerk? it's super long and expensive and difficult to get into. You can just read on. Type in, read comics online. First link is usually the one that works. Yeah, but it's also really long. I don't know what to tell you, bud. Okay, why, it, you, why didn't you watch Star Trek? It's like 400 episodes. Because Saga's not 400 episodes. Is it 400 pages? Yeah, but 400 pages is a lot shorter than 400 episodes. Because oh. 400 episodes takes you... It, 400 hours 400 pages cody doesn't take you 400 hours i mean Anyways. i know you're right but i'm not going to acknowledge it do you um, want to roll for an initiative of who goes first oh yeah i mean we can yeah, i think that's a cute idea i didn't i didn't know we do that i roll we don't i rolled a nine okay <laughs> so i'm probably well, going second <laughs> so I'm pro- probably not going first bud <laughs> yeah that is how probability works yes yes shut up i rolled you're a nat roll- 20 yeah, so this is probably works, but you still beat me. Yeah, screw you. Anyways, Cody, hit me with your best you know, you shot. You can't lose at this, right? Like, it's not a competition. Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Okay, so the first thing I'm suggesting, I actually haven't finished yet, and it's really, this was not going to be on the list until two days ago, right? Oh, snap. Um, so one of my friends, well, you know, Caitlin, suggested a book to me like forever ago. I put it on hold from the library because I, I wanted the audiobook and it was going to take forever. Just got it a couple days ago and I've been listening to it and I love it. It is called Mexican Gothic. Um, and it is, it's, I don't want to say it's similar to Lovecraft Country, but also like it kind of is similar to Lovecraft Country. Um, in that it is a reimagining of a genre that, um, I think at times was just by its nature super racist, a la H.P. Lovecraft, um, but kind of flipping that as being from the perspective of like not a white person, and then yeah. making the white people into horrible nightmare people. Is um, it really making the white people into horrible nightmare people, or portraying how they were at the time? It's portraying how they were at the time, yeah, which is pretty grim. 
Um, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> pretty grim. <laughs> it's not necessarily making them look bad. It's showing them as they were. <laughs> yeah, well, and especially in this case, like, anytime you're dealing with, like, the colonial relationship between, like, Europe and anywhere else, it's not going to mm-hmm. be a good thing, you know? No. Um, But, so, aside from, like, the social commentary, which is cathartic to read, to say the least. Um, cathartic for you? Carry on. I don't appreciate neo Nazis. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah, never mind, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't like these new Nazis, and you may quote me on that. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I'm gonna quote that on Twitter. I'm not gonna quote it on Twitter because it could go the wrong way. But it's just like I don't like these new Nazis. <laughs> that's a that's a John Mulaney bit. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, darn. We have so new I can't Nazis now. I don't like these new Nazis, and you may quote me on. Yeah, that's that's a bit. Oh, um, anyways, I thought that was you. Darn it. No, it's like uh, it's a haunted just... house, but the family is like an old we believe in eugenics family that's living in Mexico. So they're yes. winners. Um, that was sarcasm. Don't misquote me. So, so <laughs> I don't know. The way you described it just sounds like Resident Evil Seven right now. Just a house of horrible people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. Um, but like, so this is. I guess technically a spoiler, but this is spoiling the first five minutes of the book, so it's not anything plot salient. Um, but the story revolves around a um, young woman living in Mexico City whose cousin married recently and moved away with her husband. Um, her her dad, the main character's dad, receives a letter from his niece saying like, all this crazy stuff, like starting with I'm being poisoned and ending with the walls are alive and talking to me and sends his daughter off to find out what's going on with her cousin. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, she's your age. You guys have been friends forever. There's kind of bad blood between us. So can you go find out what's going on with your cousin? Because realistically we're a wealthy family and very, very possibly she's being bled for money and her husband still has access to her bank account, which if he does, and he's just murdering her for her money. We need to stop. And if not, just go and, you know, take care of your cousin. Um, and so that that's she goes to a creepy house where her cousin is losing her mind. That's the story, right? Or being poisoned or both. Um, and it seems like a haunted-ish house, right? Um, but what I immediately love about the book was kind of two things. Like, the book started, and I was like, this sucks. I did not like the first five minutes. And then the dad was introduced... And he wasn't a piece of garbage because like it's set up that the dad was going to suck because the daughter gets called home from a date and she's like, oh, my dad's making a scene. He doesn't like my boyfriend. He sucks. I can't believe he's doing this. This is embarrassing. He he wants me to marry for money. I don't even want to get married. And so immediately you're like, this dad is garbage. And then she gets home. She's like, what the heck, dad? I was just going on a fun date with a boy. I'm not going to marry him. And he's like, oh, well. Yeah, that boy sucks, but that's not why I called you home. Like, <laughs> your cousin's being poisoned. We got to take care of that. Like, yes, I don't like your boyfriend, but that's not really the salient point here. And I'm like, oh, that's nice that, like, they can disagree. Like, they disagree on her lifestyle, but it isn't, like, the only thing in their relationship. Okay. I, I'm down like, with does that. her dad approve of the way she lives? No. They still have dinner together. You know what I mean? Yeah, and no, the dad like just gives her crap about it. And she's like, well, I'm not doing that. And he's like, well, you know, you probably should. And she's like, no. And he's like, all right. <laughs> like, you know, they're like adults having a disagreement. 
not yeah, he's I not like, like flying off the handle. <laughs> yeah, he's not like flying off the handle and beating her or ruining her life. He just very out loud is like, I don't like your boyfriends. You could be doing better. <laughs> and she's like, I am literally dating this guy for fun, uh, so I don't care. Um So really quick, is this a horror story or is yeah, it yeah. Okay. Hey, you're, you're selling me, you're selling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that's that's all, like, first five minutes. The book is her going off to this, like, haunted mansion that's, like, it's a horrifying setup, which is that, like, this uh, European family or this British family took over a silver mine and started mining it. And this is, again, all, like, first five minute spoilers. I'm not going into, like, plot stuff. Um, but they just, like, moved into this little village in Mexico where there was a silver mine and just, like, built a giant manor house and are like, we don't associate with the others and just, Ugh. like, live up there by themselves. And everyone in the town is like, yeah, there's those weirdos that live up on the hill. They're nuts. <laughs> and then you, like, see the house and it's like, yeah, it's pretty bad up there, guys. Okay. Um. But what I really liked about the main character, and I was I was messaging our friend Diana about this, that she's the most relatable protagonist I've ever read in a book because she's very particular about the way she speaks. Okay. And when she got sent on this mission by her dad, she's like, why is my dad sending me? And she's like, the only thing I'm good at is social manipulation. Like, she's a debutante. She's a person, she's had money, all she does is go and socialize, but she uses that. She's really good at it. So you can see her when she's having conversations with, like, these racist nightmare people that she does have to try to manipulate to save her cousin. She's doing, she's all in her words, the way she's talking. She, like, knows when to give in a conversation because she's not gaining ground or, like, how to make people feel good. She'll like say something and someone reacts a little bit wrong. She's like, okay, adjust, make a joke out of it. Or the joke didn't work. Go serious. And I like how descriptive they are with how she chooses her language, because that's something I care about. And I, and I am particular. about. <laughs> so it's nice to see that written in as like a character's merit is being very careful with the words that they are choosing and reading social situations to choose the right words. And I'm like, oh, that's really smart. That's actually really clever. It's it's like a superpower that frequently does not get written in yeah. the books. So, yeah, no, no, I, I like that. Okay. Um, there's like one other book where I've seen it done really well, which was the like Mistborn series. There's a character who can manipulate people's emotions. And like he's kind of rude, but there's like a part where he's asking this guy to do something for him. And he's like, are you pulling on my emotions to do that? And he's like the whole point is you can't tell if I'm pulling on your emotions. And he's just like, well, are you? And he's like, I'll never tell, <laughs> you know, cause he's just like good at messing with so, people. So it's I, basically I just you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and it's like, it's something that I find appealing. Cause I, I pay attention to the way speaking works, which I'm yes. describing poorly, which trust, kind of undercuts that. I know it is kind of funny, but I mean, trust me. I, noticed that you do <laughs> I like funny. good words. I like them a lot. Anyway. Um, is that it yeah so that's mexican gothic it's great so far i'm loving it interesting so you haven't even finished it interesting interesting no 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 i'm like halfway through it interesting okay so my first one is the easiest one on this list to do and i don't want if you do this i want you to do one of the other ones because like i said you could do this in under an hour but um the first one is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my go-to depression album as i will set, try to sell it is the um album 
Alligator by Abandoned Kansas. Um, so this one is this one's a little close and personal for me. And I've told you about this band I think two weeks ago. It is it's just they yeah, started yeah, yeah. out as a Christian band. They're Abandoned Kansas, and they were un, originally under the Christian record label Goatee Records, founded by Toby Mac and a couple other musicians from the Christian band DC Talk. So so, but of course, as you know, with like every record label. The corporate side of the records always tries to put too much of their hands into the music. And so a lot of the time you have the band, like they have their original sound before they get signed then they get signed. And then it turns into this like overproduced, super poppy. Like it it turns into this product that is just made to sell records and it has none of the heart. And with Christian music, especially that happens. They want to turn it more into like pop, pretty much poppy rock praise music. And so that happened to Abandoned Kansas, and they kind of got tired of it. So they quit the label, and they did a GoFundMe. They made one EP that was really good, and then they made their GoFundMe and created Alligator. And so Alligator freaking blew my mind because, like I said, this is my so-called uh, depression album. And it, it is this extremely personal, extremely kind of view into pretty much into a person's head where like the album is about like it's almost concept the way it's written but it's about like him going through his depression and it's about like um pretty much just him it it reads well it sounds not really reads it reads like a journal entry where he's just writing down his thoughts about all the stuff that happens like it it starts out with just him like realizing okay he's wasting his life this is like the old like the line is this is the oldest i'll ever be and like just realizing like all the stuff about himself and like all the stuff about the world around him and then like wanting to clean up his life and stuff like that and just just realizing like yeah these things suck but you gotta move on because you know oh well and it, it and it, it's just this extremely just really personal just really just strong album in the rock popish type stuff but but i i i I love it. It spoke to me like it's like one of because I, I suffer from depression as I've talked about on many many episodes. But it's one that like I get it. I understand what he's going through. I understand it. So there's like a couple songs, like I said, where he just talks about all this stuff, these issues, and then like the one song almost it makes me cry almost every time I listen to it. Where like he talks about his father's passing and just it, it's it's some powerful stuff. And I I really I think everybody should listen to it because it's really good and it's not just oh this christian band like telling you to praise god it, it's this personal view of this guy going through life and i think yeah. that really well, and you had really me listen sells. to one of the songs yeah. right yeah i had you listen to one of the songs yeah and, and i really i enjoyed the song i listened to yeah it, it's a it's a good album but <laughs> last thing i'll say about it the album it's called alligator because it's from when he was at a super low point in his life and he looked into the mirror and all he could see was this twisted disgusting monster of a human and it reminded him of an alligator and that is where the album comes from i know super super depressing but it's it's powerful and i love it and i it turns everybody off when i say they're a christian band but it's not just a praise album it's really it's it's christians in a band rather than christian praise yeah no i mean i've i think that i like have a similar relationship with me without you which is yeah. kind of similar yeah yeah where like 
Christians in a band, not specifically Christians Christian. in a band. Yeah. And also, if you're looking for it, it's not impossible to find like n- not subtle Christian overtones. You know, like yeah. if you've been raised with the language. So I I don't mind that, even though I do kind of have like frankly just a general disdain for praise music. But that's just because I went to a church that had very traditional music. So. Some the minute an electric guitar comes out, I'm just like, what is happening? Well, it's, Where's the organ? I, this is no I, This is also coming from a guy who used to listen to, like, Skillet and stuff, so... Yeah, I couldn't. Because it was just like, this isn't... Like, one, it feels, like, not right for church to me, just because of, like, the church I went to. And then, two, it's like, and it's just not good rock. Like, it's neither. <laughs> it's, it's, there, I will say there are some really good Christian rock albums, but as a whole musically it doesn't hold up sometimes yeah <laughs> i try to be pc yeah. about I mean, it rather like, than just be a god people can listen to whatever they want yeah. it's just not for me but but yeah <laughs> so i think alligator is a really good album to listen to i listened to it again just to check like just to make sure it's like is this what i want to recommend yeah that's what i want to recommend <laughs> it, it's it's good? a it's it's a good album like i said if you listen if you do this one you have to do one of the others because it is literally 40 minutes of your time yeah <laughs> Anyways, that's my first one. <laughs> Hit me with the okay, best shot. So, my second one is I'm guessing going to be your winner for the simple reason it is a movie that's on Netflix. So, <laughs> barrier for entries real low. Yeah, because I have. It's Netflix. only two hours. Ooh, what is it? But it also spins off into a, a a Netflix show that I also think you should watch because it kind of explains some of why I love this movie. Um. The movie is Chef, oh, um, yeah. which is written or it's, yeah, written, directed and stars John Favreau, right? Yep. So this is like, was one of his passion projects. I think Labor I want to say blows. I looked it up and it was like 2014 or 2016. Yeah, yeah I remember when it um, came out, I just never saw it. Isn't him and yeah. Sophia Vergara or something, something like that? Yes. Yeah. Him, Sophia Vergara, 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 um, John Leguizamo is in it, and I love him. Um, Scarlett Johansson and um, Robert Downey Jr. are in it because this was during. You said Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is like, yep. She's in it, but she's not in it for long, and she doesn't matter. Good. Um, You know how I feel about. Anyways, (laughs) I do. I do. She's not going to ruin the movie for you. She's in it for like thirty seconds. Hey, I'm Scarlett. Bye, I'm (laughs) Scarlett. But it's basically just a movie about a dad and his son. And um, I'm trying to think of the where to start with this. So I kind of didn't realize that I was a fan of John Favreau until recently, like because of the Mandalorian. I was like, oh, hey, I really like this. Then I'm like, what other stuff has John Favreau done? I'm like, did he do Iron Man one? Oh. Is that why he's in Iron I Man? I knew he was one? in it. Like, I didn't know he like did it, directed it. Directed it. Yeah, yeah. Directed Iron Man one, like the Marvel movie that started all yeah, Marvel the movies. The movie and that kind made of it arguably possible. one of the better ones. Yeah, it made it all um, possible. <laughs> yeah, that was him. And then he was just in a lot of them. And I think he might have directed a few others. And then I'm like, well, what else has he done? I found this movie, Chef. And then I'm like, did he do Elf? And I'm like, yep, also him. And I'm like, I mean, I don't like Elf. What? So. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about okay. this. I don't like Will Ferrell. Anyways, I don't like Will Ferrell either, but Elf is good. Anyways, <laughs> I, I, I like don't. seriously do not appreciate Will I Ferrell don't. at all. Anyway, there's like two movies of his that I really like. And that's all. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. One of them just happens to be Elf. I can watch him getting what? hit by a taxi cab. 
Like, do you remember? I don't care. Go on. This move, was like before. Move on. <laughs> okay. My point is I put that on AB repeat and made a gif when I was like 10 in my basement cackling hysterically. It's just on repeat. Well, slam, 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 slam. Yeah. Just getting hit by attacks. Anyways, Cody. Anyways, that's John Favreau movie. So. This movie, Chef, I watched it kind of a long time ago, and I liked it, and then recently I realized I really love it. Um, it's about a, like, five-star chef de cuisine guy, John Favreau, yes. um, who has, like, a public meltdown at a food, at, like, an online food blogger who scathingly reviews his food, gets fired from his job, his life completely falls apart, and then he ends up opening a food truck, um, and... Uh, like finding success that way and it's kind of a story about him putting his life back together like he's divorced his he's not like estranged from his son but he's just not like a very present father for his son um and so it's the santa claus right yeah actually yes <laughs> um, um, and it's just kind of a story about him like putting his, the pieces back together and finding success through a food truck right so i i love cooking and i like food and I didn't realize this at the time until I came back to it later, but what makes this movie so cool is he actually got, like, a food truck chef and, like, the original I Have Made Food Truck Super Popular in California chef mm -hmm. to come in and consult with him and teach him how to cook, which is why everything in the movie looks super legit because there was a chef there being like, you know, you're doing that wrong. You're not doing that right. This is how you have to do this. And, like, this chef, it's not, like, the exact same story, but, like, he was a popular chef, like, you know, starred, fancy chef, and then just kind of fell out of it and started doing a food truck His because he wanted to make, Errol like, normal Gossi. people food again. Um, no, ironically, like, the reason this guy that started doing food trucks became a chef was watching Emeril Lagasse when he was at, like, a low point in his life. He had, like, dropped out of law school, and he didn't know what he was doing, and he watched Emeril, and he's like, I'm gonna go to culinary school. I, that is pretty ironic, though. <laughs> his name was yeah. Emeril Lagasse. Um, but what I like about it is, again, like, I both, like, am a parent now, like, I have a son and am a dad. And also, like, have a dad that I very much respect and look up to and think is a very good person. And I hate the way dads are portrayed in fiction, especially, like, working dads who are struggling with work-family balance. Because, like, my dad did miss a lot of stuff growing up. He worked weird shifts. He worked at night. He worked on weekends. Frequently, he had Wednesday, Thursday off and had to work over midnight. So whenever I saw him, he was, like, asleep or just waking up. Like, I remember one time I came home from closing at Jimmy John's. It was 3 in the morning. I was just getting off of work. I walked in the door and my dad was just, like, downstairs cooking eggs alone at 3 in the morning because he was going to work, you know. And But he, like, always very clearly wanted to be there for his kids and hated it when he couldn't, yeah. you know, like... It was not, it was no like, oh, I'm a working man. I don't care about my family. He's like, I care intensely about my family. That is why I am working. That is why I am stressed yeah. all the time. Yeah. So I never like resented my working dad who had to miss stuff. It was like, like no, I get Like every 90s like, movie where it's like, you work too much, dad. Right. Well, and it's like, yeah, because it's like the Santa Claus where it's like Tim Allen sucks. I'm like, well, my dad doesn't suck. He has to work. Like, yeah. we can't afford to eat without him. I get it, you know? <laughs> His job is in Chicago, and he doesn't want to live there. I understand. Trust me, um, I understand. And even that. if it was, he would still be working midnights, because that's just the way it worked. 
Um, so I like movies and books that when they introduce a father figure, even if there's conflict with them, they aren't monsters, right? Yeah. So like in this movie, John Favreau is like not a great dad, but he's not like a monster. He like just he can't focus on his kid as his life is falling apart. But there's just like cool little bits where like he's just hanging like he keeps like taking his son to do all these exciting things to like make up for the fact that he doesn't ever spend any real time with him. And then eventually they're just like sitting in his apartment and he's like cooking him grilled cheese and they're looking at Twitter together. And his son's like, this is what I want. Like, I don't want to go to a movie. Okay. I just want to hang out with you. Not like, we don't have that. to go and do making up for stuff things. Like, just cook me food, hang out, we'll talk. Like, that's all I want. Um. So then when his life, like, falls apart, he ends up kind of doing this food truck with his son. And it ends up being this bonding thing where and him and his son are, like, going to be friends. And they fall in love and, you know. Yeah, they do again after the, you know, because they're divorced. Oh, so that's his ex-wife ex within oh, the interesting. in the movie. Yeah. Um, and they end up getting back together. Damn, how um, do you divorce Sophia Vergara? <laughs> it's just like, bro, what what are you doing <laughs> wrong in your life that you end up divorcing her? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's like a cute movie and it's really heartfelt, but it also isn't like super dramatic. It feels very grounded and like, there's never like a big turning point moment where he's like, I'm so sorry for all the horrible things I've done. Yeah. Like he's just kind of like tries his best and isn't very good at being a parent for a <laughs> long time, but does kind of slowly bring his son into this thing that he loves and teaches him about it. And it's just one beautiful cooking movie about making food that isn't ridiculously overpriced Two heartwarming movie about good ways to relate to your son and like what it means to be a parent and like without having big dramatic scenes of like people screaming at each other and like falling apart and being horrible he's like not a bad guy it's just like slowly getting better you know and so i don't know i like it for that now there's a show on netflix called the chef show which is just Roy Choi, who is the chef that taught John Favreau how to cook for this movie, and John Favreau cooking together and going around and meeting other chefs. Okay. And this is where I like found out yet another layer of this movie that I loved, which is like Roy Choi as a celebrity chef is awesome because he's like the opposite of Gordon Ramsay. Cause like he, so he never yells, he never dick. raises his voice, and he never gets mad. Like, even if stuff's wrong, if stuff's messing up, he's just like, yeah, okay, we'll figure it out. He's just totally calm all the time and really happy and cheerful and nice. Yeah, like, he's really gregarious and just kind of like, oh, hi, yeah, this is how you do this. And then, like, it's funny because it's like John Favreau is, like, kind of good at cooking now because of making this movie and now this show. And they'll go around and he'll, like, go up to, like, a professional chef and he's, like, showing him how to cook this meal. He's like, all right, you do it. And he's, like, chopping something. And you can just see this guy who's like clearly like a line cook, just like, oh, yeah. Uh. And John Favreau's like, so how did I do? And he's like, um, we'll, we'll try that one again. <laughs> you know, it's okay. like all these people just being like, no. So, so do you want me to watch the movie or the show? Watch the movie and then you'll probably be convinced. to. If you watch like one episode of the show, I think you'll be sold okay. on it. Just because it's the chemistry between those two guys and like seeing people talk about cooking with like love and happiness and not in a competitive way. Right. Just like. And being good at it, but, like, inclusive, and it's not, well, sometimes it is, like, the high-end stuff, but a lot of times it's just, like, this is my 
you know, $5 a plate food. Here you go. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. This is hillbilly so- food. Knock yourselves sometimes out. Sometimes $5 a plate food can be some of the best stuff in the world. Well, and that's like his... Um, so Roy Choi is Korean and then moved to Los Angeles and started a taco truck. Um, so he makes like Korean fusion tacos, but yeah, they're like $3 a pop. And I'm like, they look awesome. Dude, (laughs) dude, dude, freaking food truck food can be so good. It can. It can also be terrible. It can also be literal poison. Um, but yeah, so that's Chef. Great movie and also a great TV okay. show. So this is also one, it's a movie. It's, um, it's funny that we're kind of doing this a, a relative same way. Movie. Um, this one, okay, so this is a movie I haven't seen in a long while, but it is another one that's kind of important to me and I really loved. Um, this is the Spanish horror movie, The Orphanage. Not to be confused with The Orphan and that movie sucks. The orphanage is actually <laughs> so. Um, this is a two. The orphanage is a 2007 Spanish language horror film by filmmaker J. A. Bayona, Bayona, Bayona. Anyways, so like I said, it's been about ten years since I've seen this movie. But as I remember, it was one of the like films that got me into horror because it was it was one of those where it was horror without being like all about like oh it's this killer and a bunch of teens or oh it's this demon running around or like tons of gore and blood splattering the walls like it it was creepy it had to cause some jump scares i'm not gonna say there were zero jump scares in it but it wasn't all jump scares it wasn't all like scary mass man running around with a knife trying to kill you it 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 was it was scary it built up tension really well it also like you you feel emotion from all the characters. You feel like the plight that they're going through. And, and it's just a very interesting story that I thought. And this is one that like, if this is what you choose, I will definitely watch it again. So we can talk about it in like sheer detail because like, it's one I've been meaning to watch again, but just haven't had the reason to sit down and do it. But so, so I guess, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll give a quick summary of it. So is there, is your, typical horror movie setup in which like a woman she goes back to like her childhood home but her childhood home like used to be an orphanage for handicapped children and so not too long after her son if i remember correctly who was adopted in the movie her son starts like you know talking to things that aren't there and like you know playing hide and seek with things that aren't there and so they get worried and then her son disappears and she's trying to figure out where her son went and that that's the thing and it just it's very intense emotional and i mean it's not happy it's not a happy movie but it, it it's really good it's deep it's it's i think it's a really good take at horror i know that the author not author the director did talk to guillermo del toro when like writing it and like like he like they, they, you know, they had a powwow because Guillermo del Toro is apparently like a close friend of his. So, I mean, that's you know, del Toro kind of had a oh, hand really? in it in a way. But I, I, I think, I think it's just yeah. This is a very short. This, this is my short explanation because like I don't want to give away too much. But it's it's a good horror movie. It's yeah, you can probably find it in a second. The orphanage. It's subtitled. I'm I'm looking up to see where to watch it because I do want to watch Amazon this movie Prime. now because I love horror. Amazon movies. Prime. Well, it's Amazon Prime, but you have to pay for it. 
if you want, I will send you four dollars. <laughs> like if you're that petty, I will send you four dollars. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what your last thing is. You know, maybe I won't have to. Maybe I'll be so. Oh no, the, I can tell by our conversation thing. before that you're probably not going to want to do my last one. So, um, I I don't know. The orphanage is really good. I don't want to say too much because it's one that like I think it's going to be better if we watch it either like together or separately and then record i think i think yeah, it would be a yeah, good yeah. one to just talk about I, I i really liked it it's like it got me into horror it got me realizing that horror's not just bad that horror is like and now you know i really like horror movies and i do like some yeah, of these horrors yeah. that are like a little bit more of a slow burn a little bit more of like oh this scary thing is happening and it's not all just oh we're gonna cut someone's eyeball out type thing i i, I like horror like that there is, a, a, if I remember correctly, there is like one gore scene where I'm like, nope! But other than that, it's fine. I think it usually takes kind of a lot to like turn my stuff. This is also, so like I say, one of like the first few horror movies I've watched. So, yeah, so right. I was like, ah! But yeah, now I've seen like. How does it rank in terms of gore up against when we went and saw Evil I'm not Dead? Even, the not even remotely close. Not even remotely <laughs> close to the Evil Dead remake, which is another <laughs> horror film I really like, but it is disgusting. Yeah, that's like a that's like a splatter fest movie, which is appropriate she cuts for her like its source with material. The freaking razor blade. It is Yeah, the like boiling shower oh, God, ripping her yeah. arm off that's yeah. pinned underneath a have car. You seen it? Yeah, it's have you nasty. seen it again since then? Because I have, and um, it is still brutal as hell. I think once yeah, or twice. I've seen it twice. It is so brutal. It is so so brutal. I tend to watch like garbage horror movies or like really highbrow stuff. So like I'm either watching Leprechaun or I'm watching the Baba Duke. See, and I, I feel like the um orphanage falls a little bit closer to the Baba Duke. Definitely way closer to the Baba Duke than it does to the Leprechaun because the Leprechaun is actual trash. Orphanage is a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So yeah, it, it's it's more of that oh style. Gosh, I'm like it scared is. it doesn't hold up because again, it's been 10 years since I've seen it, but like I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like it's, it's a good horror movie, and I think it, it's one that you would like, or at least be able to talk to me about. Yeah, no, I mean, I th right now, that is like... You have an album and a I'm horror movie. <laughs> this, I give you a very easy list of stuff for the last one. Anywho, what's your next one? Uh -oh, All right. Last one. Last one. Uh -oh. This one, um, I've already suggested to you, Wait, but now in I a recommendation it, like, on or list. on... Just in general. Okay, no, say, no just in general. Stuff. I've talked to you about this show before, and then I went back and found some of it and was Steven watching Universe? it. And it... Oh. No. No, it's home movies. We literally just talked about that last uh, week, didn't we? We did, and now it's on. Now it's getting officially recommended. You should watch home the movies. The only thing I will say, I we don't it. even have to get too into it, but the only thing I will say is that the art is what is keeping me from it. The art is really yes. ugly, but one, if you're like a fan of Bob's Burgers, the amount of proto Bob's Burgers characters that are in home movies is weird. Like, if you ever feel like, hey, man, it really feels like some of these characters in home movies were like really well developed, considering um, that this show just started cold with this whole cast of interesting characters. It's because all of them came from home movies, like all the voice actors all the interesting side characters were all in home movies. <laughs> um, but I, upon rewatching just like a few episodes, I'm like, immediately what I love is the mom in the show is so fantastic because it's just like the most droll deadpan. It's like, it's like the female version of Bob. Okay. 
yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like she's divorced, she has two kids, and she's just so monotone. (laughs) Like, hey. See, but that's why I love and Bob's like, Burger because Bob is just so just like, oh, okay, kids. Yeah, because it's like the same relationship where, like, her son, like, the main character yeah, the of the show, his name is Brennan, yeah. yeah, is so weird. And she's just like, <laughs> it's like Bob's Burger's kids. Brennan. <laughs> yeah, it's just, but it, it still has that heart of, like, it's all these weirdos that still show up for each other, you know? Like, the um h john benjamin is voices a character named coach mcgurk and it's like coach mcgurk is a garbage person but at the same time he still does like help out brennan and take care of him for no other like he's a terrible soccer (laughs) coach but kind of a good weird friend for brennan you know shit like I love stuff like that. And like all of his friends, they're all these weird friends, but they all are like, well, these are my friends. I like them, you know? And it's like, it's so sincere in all of these like misfit toys, kind of like finding a group of people that they like and being happy with that. Like, and the relationship between the mom and the son is still just the most hilarious Mm -hmm. like dialogue ever because it's just like, she has to be his mom, but at the same time, they're like, their wits play off of each other really well. The dialogue between them is always really funny. Um, I don't know. I just like it. It to me set the like, it's one of those early examples of a show aimed at adults that was not vulgar. You know what I okay. mean? And like it was, it's, it has crass jokes oh, yeah. in it, but for the most part, not, not really. Like that's not where the humor comes from. Like, the the one I watched, there's like a part where this woman's trying to seduce Coach McGurk, and he's just it's like Bob, right? And he's just like it. can't do it because he like wants to be like this ladies man, and then the moment it happens, he's just like oh, and it's H. John Benjamin uh, too, so I can to, even hear it and he's happening like, now because I love that guy. His yeah, he does amazing voice work. Also, it is very weird seeing him actually act in things. By the way, like, yeah, as, as a, a human, human, yes, when. Is it because he's like five feet tall? No, just because like I'm used <laughs> to hearing his like, voice and then like seeing Bob? his face. It's just like, wait, you're not what? You're not Archer or Bob yeah, or yeah. anything you've been in. Specifically not yeah, Archer. Oh, yeah, very yeah, specifically like, not Archer. Did Did you know that he did a comedy show called like I think like like something like American Eagle Dare Jazz or something where it he got like a jazz trio to play behind him and he just played piano poorly for an hour yeah you you don't like with you, a you real told jazz me about band. that yes you did tell me about that that's like a level of comedy that i love but has i don't even know what to think about it it's like i enjoy this but i feel like it's making fun of me <laughs> like he just got people to pay tickets <laughs> to see him not play yeah, piano okay cody i mean like i said the one thing driving me away is the art is really just jarringly bad the art is ugly, but give it a few episodes. They're short. They're really I mean, engaging. Right now, what's winning really is Mexican Gothic, but I don't know if I have time for that. So second win is Chef. 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 Yeah, se- chef. second win is Chef because I do have time to watch a movie literally all the time. And I might just recruit my friends yeah, like, no, hey, I you mean, guys want to watch this movie? Gothic I is one. Show. <laughs> um, I think that Mexican Gothic should go on your, like, your eventually list, though. Just Yeah, yeah, it yeah no, like- no, it... It's an excellent, Especially since excellent, it's horror, and I literally book. just explained how horror is like one of my closest loves now. 
I I'm I'm down. Yeah. I I love scary stuff. Okay, Cody. The last one that you're probably not gonna do, but I'm gonna tell you about anyways. So I just say do the first two and I'll be happy. But the last one is something that I've been holding off recommending, especially after the saga fiasco. Um is one of my favorite comic series of is one of my favorite comic series of all time. I literally have a poster of it. Well, sorry, a signed print of it right in front of me. I have multiple signed comics right behind me because I lugged like six comics. It's not lugging when there's only six, but I lugged like six comics with me to the Chicago Comic Con, walked up to the artist in the writer's booth and like, can you please sign this for me? You're really great. It's one of my favorite comics. Thanks, Mike Norton. Bye. <laughs> also, the they're so sweet too but so the last one is the comic series revival i remember when i actually i read this during the run of our show because i had like had a week a couple nights of insomnia where i just read through all of it in like three days yeah it's 48 it's 48 (laughs) it's 48 comics there's 48 sorry 47 but they're really good so revival is a small town horror slash sci-fi-ish. They call it sci-fi online, but I don't think it's sci-fi. Sci-fi comic series by Tim Seeley and Mike Norton, who I love, and I will read anything they write. And it's released by Image Comics, because Image Comics, as much as people give it crap, Image Comics kind of kills it with some of their stuff. So the comics full run is 47 issues that were released between July 2012 and February 2017. Yes, it is the golf chick who has like the stitches in her mouth. <laughs> if you look it up. But um, so summary. After what is known as Revival Day, everyone who died within a few miles of Was Wasau was whatever, Wisconsin on January 1st returned to life on January 2nd. No one knows how this happened or why, but the C- CDC quarantines the entire town, which maybe quarantine might be a little sore for everybody right now. But they quarantine the entire town and partner with the sheriff's office to pretty much figure out what's happened. I know there's a part where the FBI is sent in and all of that. But the story follows Dana Cypress, who's the daughter of the sheriff and well, deputy sheriff, pretty much. And after being forced to take her younger sister, like, um college age sister on a call to find out like about one of the revived um she uh finds out that m is one of the revived and that she was murdered previously so the two combine forces and try to find out who killed m and why and along the way they discover the truth about revival day and what is truly happening be uh in the town but the town, it's like a very Fargo-esque town, like Fargo Twin Peaks-esque town, where you have a lot of the, like, really quirky, original, weird characters. Like, one is this, like, old, like, I think he was, like, a weightlifting champion or whatever, but this old, pretty much playboy bachelor old man who's just hits on everyone and likes to date younger, bigger women. There's, like, the sheriff. There's, like, all this, like, there's, you know, the ruffian family where they're like you know selling drugs and stuff like that and they get into nefarious stuff and just like every character has an interesting thing about them m has a whole thing about her and her ex-husband and their son and there's stuff with sorry no dana is the one with the ex-husband and son there's stuff with m and all this stuff and it's just like all these different threads and all these different characters kind of weave in and out and it kind of keeps you guessing of what the heck actually happened with the revival day and who killed m and it's just this very interesting just fun story from start to finish there there's a couple things a little 
losses of threads here and there, but I think it's a really, really, really good um, comic with a lot of heart because, because like I said, it does like it took a lot from the Fargo type idea and then a lot of like the yeah. Twin Peaks quirkiness. And I, I honestly, I think it's something you would like because a lot of those characters reminds me of a lot of stuff you've talked about watching and liking. And it is horror because, you know, the dead coming back to life and there might be some might be some spirit ghost things in there and maybe a child who cuts her eyelids open. But, you know, whatever. Um, it happens. But, yeah, I, I just think it's a very, very good story. And there are a lot of really good character moments, a lot of like really just like moments of horror moments of just just just. I don't know. There's a ton. There's a ton of personality in it, and yeah. I, I think you would like it. It's it is a complete. It's a complete. No, honestly, run. like I think right now it's a complete that's run. So like, you can find it if you want. I can send you. I don't know if you can see it, but behind me there is a binder of all of the comics. Right, um, yeah, right there. <laughs> that white binder. Is it like forty like single yes. issue yeah, comic 40. books? Oh, uh, did you actually get I bought all, 40 all 47 comics? I think, again, I am honestly during impressed. the show, I was bidding on like a lot of comics, like not a lot of, but a lot, like you know, a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah, a, a lot okay, gotcha, of gotcha, comics gotcha, gotcha, during gotcha. one of the shows. It was like, was like <laughs> fighting tooth and nail to get this like lot of like 25 com- comics for like ten dollars. But yeah, yeah, I have all 47 and I think there's like five or six of them that are signed by all three of them. So that's yeah, I love the series. No, honestly, right now that's like top. Yeah, I, 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 I really do think you would like it. So <laughs> if you don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> and again, I might just read it again if that's what you choose. That's, let me know what you choose because it might be something I do as well. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. It's it's very like I think what I think what I'll say right now is I'm probably gonna start with revival and we'll see yeah. if I get through it. Or yeah, I and I mean even if you quit on it, we'll talk about it for a little bit. But yeah, it's it's all stuff I really like. There's a lot of there's yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff that happens. It gets weird. But anyways, oh yeah, you went first. So yeah, that's the recommendation. Right? Anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Solid what outro there, Jordan. Is? Really, really drive the momentum to a halt. <laughs> we got the we... considering I'm not allowed to do the outros. <laughs> Anyways, that was the recommendation. Thank you for listening. <laughs> also, if you guys, if audience does do any of these things along with us and wants to like email or talk to us about it, you can tweet at us at worldshop20, I think is our Twitter, or you can email us at worldshoppodcast at gmail.com. I include all the links in the descriptions but for this i'll include them at the top but anywho please or if you call me you might even get to be on the show i mean but if you, you are one of my me. friends who listens and you want to just like message me and be like hey i want to talk about this on the show you might be able to get on the show <laughs> i'm looking at <laughs> you you know you know who you are you like three people who listen religiously but you guys know who you are <laughs> okay well we will catch y'all on the flip side Bye. Bye.